Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. This week, we continue our focus on the biggest issues affecting businesses and organizations globally with the spread of COVID-19. And along with bringing you the updates and critical events happening all around the world, we're always fortunate to have the chance to dial in our local ELA lawyers that are practicing on the ground in these jurisdictions, helping clients every day move through these difficult times. Since the outbreak began, we've been getting updates from colleagues all around the globe, initially from China, then Italy and Korea, then across Asia, Europe, Latin America, and back to the U.S. Today, we're going back to Europe to check in with our ELA member firm in Germany. Joining us today on the program is Michaela Feliziak, a partner in the Labor and Employment Group for Biden Burkhart. Michaela is joining us from her office in Munich. Michaela, how are you today? I'm very well. Thanks for having me on the show. Yes, we're so happy to have you. So this has been an interesting time on the podcast. We've focused on lots of different things happening, and we've gone from awareness in the infection to lockdowns and then to some people going back to work and then reinfection and then quarantine again. So I I really want to get a sense of what is the back-to-work situation in Germany like right now. Are employees ready to go back to the office now? Or is well, the current situation still a challenge? Yeah, it's a bit difficult in Germany. Right now in Germany, unlike us in the U.S., we are still in the summer break. So in most regions, school kids are still on vacations and so are many employees. But normally within the first two weeks in September, most employees return from the vacation and under normal circumstances, they would just go back to work, back to their offices. But with the coronavirus and the increasing numbers of infections we are all facing right now, we in Germany have a lot of discussions going on. So one big issue we are having right now in Germany is the quarantine obligation, which affects travelers returning from risk areas. In Germany, we have the Robert Koch Institute, which is responsible for the question which countries are risk areas or which locations. And the Robert Koch Institute established a list. So they classify the countries and territories which they think are risk areas. They keep the list updated on the homepage. And this list is very important for the employees and also for the employers. Because according to this list, Germany issues travel warnings. And this list or the warnings affect two situations. So one situation concerns business trips, meaning that an employer sends employees to another country for business purposes. And the second situation, when this list becomes relevant, are regular holiday travelers. So when it comes to the quarantine obligation, I just mentioned it doesn't matter if an employee was on a business trip or just on vacation in a country, which the Robert Koch Institute names as a risk area. In both cases, an employee is obliged to go into self-quarantine for 14 days, meaning that the employee has to stay at home and cannot return to the office. This quarantine obligation does only not apply if the employee has a medical certificate in German or English, which stipulates that there are no indications of an infection with the coronavirus. So far, Germany offers free corona tests, which means travelers entering Germany can take a free test at the border 
and normally they should get the result within a couple of days. It might be that the free corona test will be abolished because of the great run on the test, but so far they still exist. So from a legal perspective, such a quarantine situation bears a lot of problems. What kind of problems would we have in that kind of situation, Michaela? Let me explain the problem. One big issue is who is paying for the 14 days the employee is on quarantine. In this regard, we are having an ongoing debate whether or not employees are still entitled to their salary for this time. Actually, this debate was ongoing until this morning because this morning the German government made a statement to this ongoing discussion. But let me describe the problem. At this point, it makes a difference if the trip was for business reasons or private. So in case of a business trip, the situation was clear. The employer has to pay the employee for the time he is in quarantine. So this is obviously something the employer has to calculate. So the salary for the extra two weeks. If it was a holiday trip, the question whether or not the employee is entitled to a salary was discussed in all directions. As I told only until today, so far the majority was of the opinion that it depends pretty much on the aspect if the country was already listed as risk country on the Robert Koch Institute list and therefore named as risk area or not. So if this was the case and the country was already on the list, the employee normally would not receive any payments for the period of his quarantine. If the country was not classified as risk area at the beginning of the trip, but afterwards, so during the time the employee was on vacation, then the situation was not clear. One could argue that the employee cannot be held liable in this case and that hence the claim to remuneration still exists. And on the other hand, one can certainly support the employer-friendly view, which we always told our clients, saying that the employer should not be a, the general life's risk, but a country will be classified as risk area afterwards. So this is, was a very, very big discussion in Germany. But as I said, only until this morning, because this morning the government declared that in all situations, the employee still gets his salary. So the employer has to pay for the time the employee is in self-quarantine at home, and the employer should get reimbursed from the state, from the government for this. And the surprising thing about this statement was that the government declared that it even doesn't matter if the employee knew that he's going into a risk area or not. So this was a very big surprise for all of us, because normally you would say who travels into risk area cannot extend his vacation for the 14 days he has to stay at home afterwards and even get paid for this time. Wow, that is significant. So basically, people are taking vacation times and are getting an, an additional two weeks at home to recuperate from the vacation before they have to go back, regardless of whether they have the virus or not. That is pretty amazing. So let's talk more about this quarantine obligation. Can it also be relevant for travelers from abroad? I mean, for example, if I'm an engineer from the U.S. and I travel to Germany for the purpose of work and I was on holiday in a risk situation before then, 
would I be affected by this quarantine obligation or not? Yes, exactly. So basically every employer who sends employees to Germany should be informed about the quarantine obligations in Germany. Especially in case of international travelers, this becomes relevant because the quarantine situation can occur in two ways. So one, obviously, when the employees are coming into Germany, and of course, the other way around when they're flying home into their home countries, because also Germany or parts of Germany, at least some cities, are classified in other countries as risk area. So this is a very important information employers need to know. Another aspect which might be special from a law perspective is that if travelers are stuck in a country and the employee is not able to return at the end of the holiday to his workplace, then the situation is different. In this case, the employee gets no money for the time he cannot return to his workplace. So according to German law, we call this Wegerisikots. I would translate it as journey risk. So the employees take the risk of the journey back to his workplace. So with the context to the brand new announcement of the German government, this leads to a very interesting situation because as long as the employee cannot return to Germany and he gets no salary as long as he doesn't extend his vacation, but once he gets back, he gets paid for the time he stays at home. So he doesn't get paid to get home, but once he gets home, he gets paid to stay at home. Well, let's talk about at home and the possibility of making that at home time productive. So does the home office provide a solution for this whenever employees re-enter Germany? Yes, of course. I think it's like in the U.S., German employers try to find mutual regulations, and this means that they usually agree on performing work from, from the home office. But... In Germany, there's still no legal entitlement to work from home. Also in the current COVID-19 crisis, and obviously the fear of a potential infection that many employees may have, they do not have a right to stay at home. And employees therefore are not allowed to relocate their work home without the employer's consent. So this might only be different if the employer doesn't comply with his obligations under health and safety law, obviously. So if the employer does not comply with the recommendation as standards and cannot guarantee a minimum distance between the employees, then the employees might have a right to refuse to work in the office. But this will only apply in very limited cases and definitely not the regular one. So also with regard to the home office situation, we have an ongoing discussion here in Germany because the German labor minister has talked about plans for right to home working. And he mentioned that he plans to present a bill in this fall, but so far there's no draft. So we are all waiting and see if he's coming along with a draft or not. But in practice, I think many employees and employers will find a friendly solution and probably will agree that the employee can work from home. Yeah, well, that's certainly, I mean, I'm working from home now, and that seems to be the standard fare here in the U.S. in many cases. Again, it depends on the work. Certainly, healthcare workers need to work from the hospital. 
And there are also labor positions and things like that where people really need to keep systems moving and retail and so forth. But the interesting thing that's happening here is that companies are rethinking how they set up their real estate in their companies and whether large offices are necessary. I think we all anticipated you know, a drop in productivity. And in some cases, I'm sure that's happened. But in many cases, at least here in the U.S. And when I, when I talk to your other colleagues around the world, we've found that the home office situation can be even more effective and certainly work better in a work-life balance scenario with families and so forth. But let's talk specifically about Germany. Do you have any cases of home office abroad because the current COVID-19 situation has really necessitated that? Yes, we do. Some clients have ordered home office and concluded respective agreements with the employees at the very beginning of the COVID-19 crisis. And employees from foreign countries often return in this situation to their home countries. So maybe they just cross the border and go to Austria or something like this. And in this situation can certainly lead to a couple of legal questions. So from a labor law perspective, at the beginning of a home office situation abroad, nothing really changed. However, we have a lot of clients who have specific questions with regard to the social security law. And of course, also with regard to the tax law, this situation can be very interesting. So speaking for the EU, the regulations of the social security system apply where the employee actually works. So this means if an employee carries out his work in Munich from Monday to Friday and then returns to his family at the weekend, so for instance, to Austria, then the German social security law is applicable. And in this current situation, we often get the question whether this is different in the case of a home office abroad, as the location of activity would also be abroad, obviously. And according to our perspective, the initial constellation remains still the same. This means that even though the employee might perform his work abroad because of the current COVID-19 situation, the contributions are still paid in Germany, at least within the EU, this applies. So if it's necessary, respective certificates can be issued in this context. I've heard from clients that some health insurances argue that the home office abroad in this case is not for a professional purpose, but on a private purpose. And therefore they argue that the contributions have to be paid in the foreign countries. So in my example, in Austria. But in our opinion, this is not the case because in many, many cases, the home office situation was established just because of the current situation. And obviously, the employee works from home, and this is a professional reason and not a private reason, even though his home is in a foreign country. So one very important aspect, and this is something our clients came up with in this connection, or in the connection with the home office abroad concerns the accident insurance, because this is obviously something that can be very expensive for the employers. So we recommend to clarify whether in this situation, so the situation that a home office abroad is established, 
still that the German accident insurance applies or not. So we have clarified this issue for different clients. And generally speaking, I would say that the German accident insurance also covers accidents at a home office abroad. But this might not be the case in any circumstances. So to be on the safe side, this should be clarified in advance with the special accident insurance a company has. That's quite a handful. So really lots of obligations coming through now in Germany in terms of the coverage we talked about on covering the salary while employees are staying at home for two weeks. And now if they're going to work from home, we've got to make sure that we have insurance covering them and probably their equipment and everything else. So it sounds like still a lot of unanswered questions there. So Michaela, let's talk about business travel and particularly business travel for people coming into Germany. What else do we need to bear in mind with regard to business travelers coming to visit Germany in relation to the things we've talked about? There's a lot to consider, even for business travelers within the EU. Since July 30, new regulations for the so-called directive regarding the posting of workers to Germany or within the EU are in effect. This goes back to an EU directive, which was transformed into German law, and obviously all the other member states also have transferred the EU regulations. And one central modification, which is brand new, stipulates, for instance, that foreign employers in principle have to pay posted workers the same salary that employees from a German company receives. So this can be very difficult in many aspects for the foreign employers. The slogan, which one might want to bear in mind with this regard, says equal pay for equal work. Whether this means an additional burden for employers abroad depends obviously pretty much on the wage level in the respective country from which the employee is coming. But this is something which can complicate the business across the borders. Well, it sounds like it's an interesting idea, but it indicates that there's a lot to take into consideration here, even within the EU. So it's not just a German issue. It sounds like it extends throughout the whole region. Yes, certainly. We could do a separate podcast to this topic and talk just about posting of workers. It is very important, though, that most countries have additional reporting or notification obligations. If an employer sends an employee for business purposes across the border. So this is something the employer should keep in mind before they send someone. And in case, obviously, the employers do not comply with these formal procedures, it can, again, be very expensive for them. It sounds like it. I mean, boy, there's just so many things going on, not only in Germany, but in the EU at large. And so regardless of COVID, international traveling wherever you're going in the world is really an interesting topic. And and I agree with you. We could certainly talk about that all day, but let's save that for another podcast. So Michaela, any final thoughts you'd like to share with our audience? Well, from a German perspective, traveling in times of Corona, it can give rise to a lot of questions. Usually one never always has to distinguish whether it is a business trip or a holiday trip. Without the statement of the German government from this morning, 
in case of a holiday trip to a risk area, which leads to the quarantine obligation I spoke about. There was a strong evidence that the employee will not be entitled to salary claims for the 14 days he has to stay in quarantine. According to the statement from this morning, the employer has to pay the remuneration and will be reimbursed afterwards by the state. However, I'm sure this is not the end of the discussions, and I'm sure there will be a lot of ongoing discussions even after this statement. So I would recommend that employers should follow the developments which are going on here and be updated. As far as business trips are concerned, the situation is completely different because in this case, the employer has to pay the time the employees are in quarantine. So therefore, it should be clarified before the business trip starts, if the business trip is really necessary or not. In addition, as I mentioned, for business trips within the EU, employers should inform themselves in advance about the respective regulations, for instance, regarding the submission of certain notifications, which are necessary now. Well, that's some great advice, Michaela. If our listeners have any questions, is it okay if they reach out to you? Certainly. If the listeners might have any questions, they shall feel free to get back to me at any time. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for your time over there. I hope you stay safe and well and that we will catch up again soon. Thanks again for your time. Thanks to you. If you'd like to connect with Michaela Felisiak from Biden Burkhardt or any of our lawyers around the world, please search for them on the ELA website at ela.law. Just go to the big Find a Lawyer widget in the center of the page. Click on the drop-down box. Also, while you're on the website, you can sign up to receive invitations for upcoming webinars, download white papers, get access to on-demand content from our online library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.